Bruce Maddox, the FF Educator, here with another big episode. We're going to do Week 5 Devi Standouts. We're going to do the Top 5 September Rookies of the Month from the NFL side of things. And then we're going to wrap it all together here. I'm going to give you the value of your 2024 rookie pick coming your way right now. All right, here we go. Week five, college football. Listen, we're starting to get into the season here, and this is when folks might start to drop off. They're prioritizing Sundays. They're losing a little bit of the in-depth, detailed type games throughout the college football season. So that's what the rookie big board is all about. So we're going to start here on a Thursday night game. Western Kentucky wide receiver Malachi Corley. Now, Malachi Corley, he's 5'11", 210. He is a senior. He's one of these guys that's going to go to the Senior Bowl, and he's going to build some momentum there. He went eight receptions for 81 yards against Middle Tennessee State. It wasn't so much this game in particular that I wanted to highlight, but over the course of the first five weeks, Malachi Corley is a name that I haven't mentioned much, but is definitely on the NFL Draft radar. Probably more in that day three discussion at this point in time, but we've seen the ability for these guys to rise through the Senior Bowl process. Now, overall, through the start of the season, Malachi Corley has 29 receptions for 331 yards and two touchdowns, the biggest performance being eight receptions for 88 yards against Ohio State. That was in week two. A name that you definitely are familiar with is Brock Bowers. Still, we have to talk about him because Brock Bowers broke the internet. If you weren't following the whole game, Georgia was trailing to Auburn pretty much the whole way through, and it really looked like the offense wasn't going to be able to break through a surprisingly tough Auburn defense until they realized that they had the best overall player likely in the country on their offense and started throwing the ball to Brock Bowers. So he finishes the game with eight receptions for 157 yards and a touchdown, Overall in the season, he has 30 receptions for 413 yards and three touchdowns. Brock Bowers, with 26 career touchdowns, now is tied for the second most career touchdowns uh, receiving in Georgia football history, which says a lot more about receiving Georgia football history, but still is pretty impressive. All right, so now if you look at Brock Bowers and you look at the impact that he's having on the Devi landscape, you can already tell he is going to be super, super divisive. I tweeted out that he would be tight end four right now in my Devi rankings, and I would absolutely take him uh, with the 104 or higher pick in all formats in my 2024 rookie drafts. I got a lot of pushback on that, folks, but just think about the type of value bump that a guy like Sam Laporta has already gotten, a guy that we may get to later in the September Rookies of the Month segment here. But just look at the type of bump, you know, just from an early average level of tight end success. Now imagine what Brock Bowers can do. This guy is super athletic. He's a downfield threat. He's got great ball tracking ability. He can run with the ball behind the line of scrimmage. He's a crisp route runner. And by the way, folks, he can put his hand in the ground and he can block and he can be physical. So I think a lot of folks are scared because Kyle Pitts has not translated in the way that he was overhyped to be. Brock Bowers is a better prospect than Kyle Pitts. I didn't pay up for Kyle Pitts anywhere. I will be paying up for Brock Bowers. The guy that you're not going to have to pay up for is running back Jonathan Brooks out of Texas. He's still flying well under the radar, but he deserves a shout out here. So Jonathan Brooks, a 2024 eligible 60207. He is the lead running back now 
for the Texas Longhorns. And I emphasize lead running back because early on in the season, it did look like true freshman C.J. Baxter was going to be in there with an equal split to Jonathan Brooks. And in Baxter's defense, he absolutely earned those starting touches to start the season. But since, Jonathan Brooks has absolutely taken over this backfield. Now, this past week against Kansas, he racked up 218 yards in two touchdowns on 21 attempts. Yes, folks, that's over 10 yards per carry. On the season, he has 86 rushing attempts for 597 yards in five touchdowns. In the last three games, he's gone over 100 yards each time. The running back one job is absolutely his from this point out. Steve Sarkeesian's comments have suggested so, and certainly the production has suggested so as well. A running back here who will not be the running back one uh, anytime soon is Dylan Sampson, but he is somebody who I really want to highlight. So Dylan Sampson is in a running back rotation here for the Tennessee Vols with Jabari Small and with Jalen Wright. Now, Sampson is an underclassman. He's 2025 eligible. He's 5'11", 190. This past week against South Carolina, he went 9 for 49 with a touchdown. Over the last two weeks, he's gotten 20 attempts for 178 yards and three touchdowns. So Jalen Wright is absolutely still the lead back in this rotation, and it is very much a three-man rotation. But Sampson, to me, is the most impressive looking. He's explosive. I like his second-level ability. I think he displays good vision. And so for me, thinking of this Tennessee Vols backfield, Samson is really the one I think has legitimate NFL potential here. And he's somebody who is probably not on the radar across your Devi leagues, your league mates. Uh, he's absolutely on my Devi radar. It's still, you know, a low watch, but that's the whole point of these standouts here. I'm giving you a spectrum of different value points here for these players. Speaking of which, let's talk about a different running back who absolutely showed out this week, and that is Ray Davis of Kentucky. If you haven't been following Ray Davis's Devi journey, it has certainly been a long career for the running back. Started at Temple, went to Vanderbilt, now he's with Kentucky, and he has a career game against Florida. 26 attempts for 280 yards, three rushing scores. That's 76 attempts on the season. He has eight touchdowns. He has nearly 600 rushing yards. In his two SEC games, Ray Davis has five touchdowns. This is the time of the year when Kentucky just locks in. They run it up the middle. They smash it. They don't care that they have a trio of super talented wide receivers. No, they're going to give the ball to Ray Davis. This is the type of guy that's going to go to the Senior Bowl. He's going to be a day three NFL draft selection. He's probably going to go in the fourth round of your rookie drafts or undrafted. And if he gets a shot with legitimate volume, he's going to put up some legitimate production. So he is a name you absolutely need to watch. Andrew Armstrong deserves a shout-out. That is the 6'4", 201-pound wide receiver out of Arkansas. You may not have heard of him because he's a Texas A&M Commerce transfer. So not the Aggies, Texas A&M Commerce. All right, so he transfers over, and he has really taken over the lead wide receiver role here for the Arkansas Razorbacks. He had 78 receiving yards on just three receptions. He did have a touchdown this week against the Texas A&M Aggies. On the season, he's 27 for 351. He's got four touchdowns. He's got size. He's got downfield playability. Andrew Armstrong is absolutely going to be somebody who pops up on the Debbie radar here over the next couple months. And I just need to give a shout out to the man, the wide receiver one in the 2025 class. That is Luther Burden, who once again just went out 
and just did Luther Burden things against Vanderbilt. He had 11 receptions for 140 yards and two touchdowns. That brings his total for the season to five touchdowns, 644 receiving yards, and 43 receptions. Now, folks, if you're doing the quick mental math here, a reminder, they've only played five games this season. So he has seven-plus receptions in all five of those games, and he has 10-plus receptions over the last two weeks. As they're getting more into their SEC schedule, Mizzou is leaning further on Luther Burden. Your league mates at some point are going to catch on. They may have already, but Luther Burden is not just the top of the 2025 class. He has to be considered now in that you know top or top two tiers of overall Devi prospects. He's special. He's going to translate well to the NFL. I love Luther Burden. Now's the time to pay up. Go and do what you got to do to get Luther Burden on your roster today. Running back Jaden Ott of Cal blew up as a true freshman. He got a lot of hype. 6'0", 200 pounds. He kind of, that hype kind of got tampered a little bit as Cal brought in some transfers this offseason. We thought his workload was going to drop a good bit. 29 attempts for 165 yards and a touchdown against Arizona State. I'd say that workload is well intact. 83 attempts. 471 yards and five touchdowns on just four games. He did miss a game because of injury. So that's a pretty good workload there, over 20 carries per game. And he has found the end zone in every game this season. The Cal offense has absolutely not been something to write home about. They have a rotation at their quarterback position. But Jaden Ott has been a steady, consistent presence here for the running game. And that is highlighted, elevated by the fact that when you have such a poor quarterback situation, the defenses know that they're going to be giving the ball to Jaden Ott and he's still producing at a high level. And folks, you know that I was not going to leave the Devi standout segment without once again mentioning my guy. It's just, consider it a bonus segment at this point. What did Troy Franklin do last week? So what did Troy Franklin do last week? He had seven receptions. He had 117 yards. He had two touchdowns against Stanford. That brings his total to three multi-touchdown games so far this season, including each of the last two weeks. He has 32 receptions. He has 535 yards. He has an average of 16.7 yards per reception, and he has seven touchdowns through the first five games of the season. If you are listening to the Rookie Big Board, you will have Troy Franklin on your roster next season, and you will be very happy about it. So there you go, our Week 5 Devi standouts. Segment number two, the September Rookies of the Month. I decided the best approach for this is to do a top five here. So I'm going to start with five and I'm going to build my way up to the September Rookie of the Month. Now I have to say, if you've been listening to the Rookie Big Board, maybe this won't be the most dramatic process here as we figure out who could possibly be Matt's September Rookie of the Month. Uh, But... It was tough. I got to say, it was really tough to keep it to five. I'm going to mention a sixth guy. I'm probably going to mention a seventh guy. So at least two honorable mentions. Uh, But coming in here at number five, and he is a, uh, you could call it a a late addition here to the top five, but I think he absolutely deserves to be there, is Devon Achan. Uh, I think that's the new pronunciation, the correct pronunciation. So uh, Devon Achan, 27 rushes for 309 yards and four touchdowns that's in two games he has seven receptions for two touchdowns 
over the last two weeks. So he's got six touchdowns in two games. I got to tell you, I was a little worried. Week one, healthy scratch. I was like, whoa, what's going on here? This doesn't look like my running back three going into the process. You know, week two, he's there, but he's not really there. And all of a sudden, the the, the flip switches on, whatever, the green light is there uh, for Mike McDaniel. And, and Achan has just been absolutely uh, explosive. He's been so... Uh, exciting to watch over the last couple weeks. What I loved about his week three performance in particular is that you saw his play strength at the goal line. So it wasn't just about the speed and explosiveness that we knew about, but you saw some real goal line strength ability twice, two separate attempts, both of his rushing touchdowns in week three, you saw that play strength. And then in week four, you saw that explosive big play potential here. And of course you're seeing him in the passing game as well. So if he was doing this, you know, on pace for four weeks, he'd probably be right up there in, in, in rookie one, uh, of, of rookie of the month here contention. But, uh, Nonetheless, he's done it for two weeks. We're going to slot him into the number five spot. We're going to be really happy about it. Coming in here at the number four spot, it's going to be Anthony Richardson. Now, of course, Richardson missed a week, but the stats are still pretty impressive. He has completed 57% of his passes, 479 yards, three touchdowns to one interception. So 57% of the passes completed. That doesn't sound that great, but with the eye test here, I like what I've seen from Anthony Richardson passing the ball. I think Indianapolis really understands how to scheme him as a passer. And I think as the season goes on, not only are we going to see that completion percentage go up, but we're going to see him kind of open up that offense a little bit more in the passing attack because we know Anthony Richardson has the ability to do that. But smartly, the Indianapolis Colts, like anybody should do with a rookie quarterback, are kind of working him into the process. I'd actually say it's kind of, it's a very similar approach, I think, to what we're seeing with Bryce Young. In terms of Carolina, it's going to slowly give him more and more responsibility. Uh, because again, these guys, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, they're being thrown in right away as rookie quarterbacks here. That's a lot to ask of them. But I think that three touchdown to one interception ratio, that's really saying a lot more about Anthony Richardson as a, as a rookie passer than 57% completion. The other thing I will mention is that it doesn't matter if Anthony Richardson does have 57% completion throughout the entire year because he has 23 rushing attempts for 131 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns. Anthony Richardson is tied with Lamar Jackson for the most rushing touchdowns on the season. Again, four. Uh, Anthony Richardson has done that in uh, three games on 23 carries compared to Lamar Jackson doing that in four games on 41 carries. So Anthony Richardson, I'd say, honestly, he's doing what I expected him to do. And so he hasn't outperformed in terms of being the rookie of the month, but he's performed on mark. And he's absolutely somebody who I am playing in my starting lineups right away. And to be able to say that for Anthony Richardson is really, really exciting. Like if we think back to um, March or, you know, quite frankly, even when we were drafting Anthony Richardson right after the draft, there was this expectation that we may have to wait 10, 12 weeks, and then Anthony Richardson would still hit on his value, would still pay off on his value if you were taking him, you know, as, as the first quarterback off the board, right? But he's doing it right away. He's doing it in the first month of the season. And I think that's really impressive and maybe not a big enough storyline at this point. All right, coming in at number three here is going to be Sam Laporta. I alluded to him earlier. You know, I, it's really interesting with Sam Laporta. It's the 
folks have just uh, really, really jumped on Sam Laporta. And I think it's super cool. Like, I was, I don't want to say the earliest on Sam Laporta, but I, you know, rookie big board patrons will know. Like, I was pretty early on Sam Laporta. And I thought that he would fit really well in the Detroit offense. So when he got that draft capital, I was... I was very impressed by the draft capital. You know, I, I thought Sam Laporta was going to be a really, really valuable, like top 75 to 100 NFL draft pick. Detroit goes, takes him early, and you get excited about it because it's Dan Campbell and, you know, he's going to feature the tight ends. But then there's just a little bit of hesitancy because do you ever really know what Dan Campbell's going to do? So we get to the season, proceeding with some optimism for Sam Laporta, and he comes out week one, he smashes, you get excited, but still you're holding back a little bit, but now we got a month of, of work here. We got a month of profile here, and I got to say, like, I get the wheels up on Sam Laporta. I updated the dynasty rankings. Again, all these rankings, folks, available at patreon.com slash rookie big board. I don't know what to tell you. If you're listening to this podcast every single week and you're not accessing the rankings, if you're not supporting the podcast, you, you got to do it. You got to get ahead of your league mates. It's super affordable, super accessible pricing, and you get access to the discord. Again, patreon.com slash rookie big board. But anyways, back to Sam Laporta. You look at it here, and I understand why you got the wheels up. Specifically, look at who's being targeted in this offense. Sam Laporta has 22 receptions on 27 targets. Great reception percentage. He has 242 uh, receiving yards, and he's got that touchdown. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. He's got 26 receptions. So I'm on Ross St. Brown. He's only got four more receptions than Sam Laporta. And that's on 35 targets. So he's only got 85 more targets. If I told you going into the season that Sam Laporta was going to only average two less targets per game and one less reception per game than Amon Ross St. Brown, you would have signed up for that 100 out of 100 times. Amon Ross St. Brown has 331 yards and two touchdowns, but even for Sam Laporta to be in the same conversation, the same sentence of production as Amon Ross St. Brown, that is super, super exciting for those who did go in uh, and get Sam Laporta in their rookie drafts. So very well done to all of you. And September uh, certainly was a friendly month for you at the tight end position. He's coming in at rookie of the month, number three. I Before I even go on to number two, before I even go on to number two, I just think, like, it's worth pointing out that Sam Laporta's performance, uh, he this this easily could have been Rookie of the Month. Like, for, for this type of September performance for a tight end in so many classes, I could have done a full podcast episode on just that. You know, Anthony Richardson, the fact that uh, even one QB is performing as a QB1, uh, as a rookie over the course of the first month. That's super impressive. This class has been so good. And and they talked about it. So many people talked down about this class. It, it amazed me all the way through. And I just love that they've come out and performed so well to start the season. Your rookie picks are so, so important. But I know I'm preaching to the choir. All right, coming in at number two here, CJ Stroud. I got to tell you, uh, Anthony Richardson, he's done great. Bryce Young, he's coming along. C.J. Stroud, the most impressive quarterback for me over the course of the first month of the season. Now, I want to point out here, as I did my Dynasty Rankings update, I have not actually changed C.J. Stroud's rookie big board rating because I think I had him, you know, a little bit above consensus. But he, So I haven't moved his rookie big board rating, but he has really hit all of my expectations for him. Uh, 62% completion. He's thrown the ball 151 times. He's completed 94 of those balls. 1,212 passing yards. My favorite stat here, six touchdowns to zero interceptions. So 
I mentioned he's thrown the ball 151 times. That is the third most attempts in the league. Imagine you are a new head coach and you are so confident in your, your rookie quarterback behind a, a not not super inspiring offensive line. Uh, in in no disrespect to Nico Collins, who has looked amazing, right? But but also you know not the most inspiring set of weapons on paper, right? But nonetheless, you as a new head coach are going to roll out your rookie quarterback and let him throw the ball the third most attempts in the first month of the NFL season, right? So the only quarterbacks who have thrown the ball more than 151 times are Matthew Stafford with 166 attempts and Kirk Cousins with 157 attempts. C.J. Stroud, zero interceptions. Rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, zero interceptions on those 151 attempts. Matt Stafford, five interceptions. Kirk Cousins, four interceptions. And I know wins aren't a QB stat, but folks, quite frankly, the most impressive stat might be the fact that C.J. Stroud is leading Houston to a 2-2 season so far. I mean, if I told you that Houston had two wins in the first two months of the season, I think you would have been impressed with that. I'm very impressed with C.J. Stroud. He looks poised. He looks under control. He's clearly uh, putting forward good decision-making. The arm talent looks to absolutely be there. C.J. Stroud is absolutely doing it. And because I'm talking about Houston, I am going to throw in an honorable mention here. He did not make the top five, but Tank Dell has been super great as well. 16 receptions on 24 targets for Tank Dell, 267 yards. He's averaging over 16 yards per uh, reception, and he has two touchdowns. I have Tank Dell in a few best ball leagues. I have Tank Dell actually in a lot of spots, I should say. You know, he was that guy that I was just getting in the third and fourth round. So especially in my best ball leagues where I wouldn't have had the confidence to start him in the month of September, he's put up some really great performances. And now we can end the suspense I am sure that you have no idea who it's going to be, but it is, of course, Puka Nakua, the September Rookie of the Month. Hold for applause wherever you are. I'm sure you are vigorously clapping at your podcast app because you have him on your roster. You've been listening to the Rookie Big Board. I know you have Puka shares everywhere. 39 receptions. Our 39, yeah, 39 receptions on 52 targets, 75% reception percentage, 501 receiving yards. He is the fourth overall wide receiver in PPR formats, folks, despite the fact that he has just one touchdown. He just got one touchdown, and he's still the wide receiver four in PPR formats right now. He leads the league in targets. He leads the league in receptions, but it's not just all volume, folks. All right, the only wide receivers with a legitimate amount of targets that have a higher receiving percentage right now, uh, Diggs, Allen, Thielen, Lamb, and Flowers. Folks, that's pretty good company to be with, okay? Especially for a guy like Puka Nakua, who you were taking in your third or fourth round of rookie drafts. Heck, he may have been undrafted in your rookie drafts. If you didn't take him, maybe nobody took Puka Nakua, Right? And, and, and now he's the wide receiver four. And yes, I understand Cooper Cup's coming back at some point. But guess what? It may be Pukunakua's targets go down two or three per game, but he's still going to be involved. Come on. He is, it's, it's not, you know, it's not just the box score, folks. You could see it with your eyes. It's everything I loved about his BYU tape plus plus. You know, it's clear that Sean McVay was able to see uh, what Pukunakua put on that BYU tape, and it just inspired him. Uh, it's it schemed up for him. So, you know, if you want 
if you want to, you know, tamper down the Puka hype, I'm sorry. You can feel free to do it. I'm not going to do it. He's got nine receptions in, in all of his games. Uh, he's got at least 72 yards in all games. He's got 119 uh, plus uh, uh, receiving yards in three games. I should say, sorry, he's got nine plus receptions in three of his games. He had, I think it was seven in the other game. It's there. It's consistent. You got to love it. It's Puka Nakua, the September Rookie of the Month. All right, segment number three. I think this is going to be a really helpful one here. I'm going to do the value of a 2024 rookie pick. So the way I'm going to do this here is I'm going to go uh, down the rookie big board here, and I'm going to give you an example of a 2024 prospect at different uh, draft pick value spots, and then I'm going to give you a dynasty player that is comparable value. Uh, so again, this is something that you could look up on your own if you had access to the Rookie Big Board rankings over at patreon.com slash rookiebigboard. So the 101 right now is Caleb Williams far and away. Nothing's changed here. Uh, I currently have his Rookie Big Board rating at an 8.8. It's the same rating here as Trevor Lawrence or Jamar Chase. So if you are looking to get the 101, if you are trading me, you know, you're trying to get the 101 from me, you got to be willing to put up Trevor Lawrence or Jamar Chase as a, as a base. And quite frankly, folks, I don't know if that's going to be enough for the Caleb Williams. So the 101, if the, if you know you have the 101 for sure next year, I don't know if you even take just Trevor Lawrence or Jamar Chase for Caleb Williams. I'd say you got to add a pick on top of that, you know, because you have the power. Right now as the person holding the 101, you have the power, you have the leverage, and I would be absolutely looking to get the bag right now from your league mates if you are going to legitimately consider trading uh, for trading away the 101. The 106 right now, so a mid-2024 first-round pick. If you're looking at a prospect, think of a guy like Quinn Ewers if you want to look at a quarterback or if you want to look at a skill position player. I think about Malik Neighbors here, okay? So uh, the comparable dynasty assets to that right now would be a quarterback, Deshaun Watson. So I think Deshaun Watson, he's worth about a mid-2024 first I'd rather have Quinn Ewers than Deshaun Watson, but that's pretty much comparable here in terms of the rankings. And then for Malik Neighbors, you'd be looking at like Marvin Mims. Uh, Pukunaku is a little bit above Malik Neighbors right now, but I really like Malik Neighbors. He's probably going to be the wide receiver too uh, in the class for me. That's where he sits in the rankings right now. Uh, so you could look at you know the 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 kind of the the boost that the early, that the young rookies like Puka or Marvin have had, and compare that here to Malik Neighbors, a really strong mid first. So if you are kind of in the middle of your league right now, if you think you might end up with a mid 2024 first round pick, that's a really strong spot to be at. At 201 here, uh, you're going to look at prospects like Raheem Sanders or Troy Franklin. Uh, Raheem Sanders has a shot to be the running back too. Uh, but both of these guys are probably going to be in that like running back two, three fantasy football range, like 24 to 36 overall. Uh, and so at 201 here, that's going to be equal to guys like Miles Sanders or Brock Purdy, right? So guys who are going to be starting in your lineup, I think if you're looking to buy an early second round pick, you're probably going to have to pay Miles Sanders or Brock Purdy. That's what I'd be asking. So if you look at that, I'd say that first, that, that, that early second round pick, man, that, that's garnering some pretty strong value, right? Like Miles Sanders and Brock Purdy are pieces on contenders uh, that they're not going to be wanting to give up. So that's a pretty strong value still holding through the value of your 2024 pick. Mid-second round pick, you're looking at a guy like Jatavion Sanders, the tight end out of Texas who I really like, or wide receiver Roma Dunze, who's a really 
Uh, you know, he's got his his um, his managers that really love him, and then some other guys that are a little bit cooler on him. I'm a little bit cooler on Roma Dunze still, but he's he's definitely been building momentum uh, over the course of the season. All right, so a mid-second round pick here in terms of comparable dynasty value, I'd be looking at Brian Robinson, Rashi Rice, some of these younger guys that have had a good, strong start to the season. So if you are looking at a rebuild, you don't really think you're competitive, but you have Brian Robinson on your roster in particular, I'd say let's go ahead and try to flip that for a mid-second round pick. I think that'd be a fair deal. Uh, Maybe shoot for an early second round pick to start and be willing to settle there at that mid-second round pick. Early third round pick here, Marshawn Lloyd, the running back at a USC. Or you can compare it to a quarterback like Cam Ward or Michael Penix Jr., uh, guys who are probably going to be more late day two, early day three quarterbacks. And then compare that to a guy like Gus Edwards or uh, Tank Bigsby, that kind of rotational running back. And then uh, if you want to compare a quarterback here, you could compare Baker Mayfield to Cam Ward or Michael Penix Jr., Uh, that type of guy that won't always necessarily be locked into a starter role, maybe not, uh, you know, that that guaranteed ability, but uh, certainly has plenty of upside as well. Uh, 306 here. You're going to look at a mid-third round pick, so that's going to be Jimmy Horn Jr. or Jace McClellan on the prospect side, and you're going to be looking at Josh Palmer, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, guys who are very valuable in redraft and that you could kind of flip around here. So if you're looking at a team where that you're, you've got Josh Palmer, he's clearly relevant, you want to flip him for a pick next year, I'd say 306 is probably what is the most reasonable value. I would go for a late second round pick, see if I could get away with it, uh, but again, I'd I think this is really highlighting the strength of the 2024 class. Like, there's going to be really good value pushing down board. Honestly, right now, the value difference between a 301 and a 401, it's not much. There's a lot of really strong prospects right now in that range. And I think it's going to be a really exciting draft if you're stocking up on third or fourth round picks. Speaking of fourth round picks here, I have Jamari Thrash, the wide receiver at Louisville, or Jackson Dart as the value point at 401. I would compare that to a guy like Rashad Bateman, Alec Pierce, uh, silly, somewhat younger wide receivers who haven't really hit or worked out yet. Again, I'm not saying that you should be trading Alec Pierce for an early fourth round pick, but that's the comparable value right now. So it's more saying that the value of the 2024 pick is really strong. And then Roman Wilson and Audric Estime are my examples for mid-fourth round selections right now. You can compare that to guys like Terrace Marshall or Jamar Williams, uh, Jamal Williams on uh, the dynasty side of things. So uh, overall recap here is the 2024 class. It's looking strong. It's looking strong at the top. It's looking strong through the middle, and it's looking strong towards the end. And I know you might just be saying, oh, that's just Matt, the rookie guy, saying that. But I'm usually pretty realistic here about the strength of the classes. Uh, and I think 2024 is going to be a really, really good one. And here's here's another you know quick kind of tidbit here when it comes to the 2024 class. Folks, if you are looking ahead to the 2025 class, it's not looking as exciting right now. The 2025 class, again, we're projecting two years out. You might hear a different tune from me you know, a year from now, but I'm telling you right now, the 2025 class, it has not impressed early at the running back position. The quarterback position has fallen flat. One of the top guys, Connor Wegman, got injured. That's going to set back the value of that class. Not really a tight end that stood out so far. Uh, some good wide receivers. The wide receivers are looking the best, uh, but... 
you know, uh, looking two years out here, it, it, I think 2024 is going to be a much more valuable year than 2025. And so, again, thinking about the value of your 2024 rookie pick, that just gives you more onus, more emphasis to push in on 2024 if you are going for a rebuild. I wouldn't stretch it out to 2025 if you can avoid it here. All right, there you have it, folks. The value of your 2024 pick, the September Rookies of the Month, and your Week 5 Debbie standouts. If you're enjoying the podcast, if you're listening weekly, folks, scroll down. Quick five-star review. I'm seeing them pile up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You're getting there, not moving quite as quickly, so I appreciate those that are taking time to do that. And, folks, I really, really appreciate those who are taking time to support the work here over at the Rookie Big Board at patreon.com slash rookiebigboard. And, as always, I appreciate you for listening to this episode of... The Rookie Big Board. (laughs) 